Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Top line revenue is all well and good. And when I say top line revenue, meaning like, all right, what's your revenue goal? Oh, my revenue goal is 500,000 or a million dollars or 100,000 or 50,000 or whatever it is. That's the number that you hear most thrown around by people, especially on podcasts in the online world, right? Like, oh, we made, you know, we did $6 million on this. Okay, great. But what's the profit? How much is actually going into your pocket? That's the most important number right? And so as we head into 2021, I want to help you maximize your profit in your business. Because yes, we want to be generating a lot of revenue, of course, but we also want to be maximizing the amount of profit that you're taking from that revenue. And so joining me today is my one of my very best friends, and he is my go-to when it comes to all matters of money in my business. I've got my bookkeeper, Emily, who is just amazing. And then Mel is my CPA. Mel Abraham has been on the show before uh, a couple times. And I asked him to come back on because like I said, the guy's brilliant. The dude's brilliant at this stuff. And he's helped me so much when it comes to the financial side of my business. So I wanted him to share with you today the secret to maximizing your profit in your business in the coming year. Let's dive into it. Welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready, and I'm an online business coach, Facebook and Instagram ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm a total coffee snob as well. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips that take the guesswork out of growing and scaling a profitable online business so that you can truly become an entrepreneur with impact. This podcast is your secret weapon for fast-tracking the growth of your online business. Let's do this. Dollar bills, y'all. That's what we're talking about here today. What's up, my friends? Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I super appreciate you as always. Hope this finds you and your family safe and well. I'm your host, Rick Mulready. And so today, I want to talk about finances. Yeah! But more specifically, how to maximize the profit in your business in the new year, in 2021. And joining me to share his expertise is my good buddy, Mel Abraham. He is not only one of my very best friends, he's also a CPA, he's an entrepreneur, he has his own online business, he does a lot of different things. And the dude's brilliant. He's completely turned around the financial side of my business through his counsel. And so I asked him to come on here to share his wisdom with all of you. And we start out the conversation talking about how to increase your profit before the end of 2020. We talk about some tax deduction ideas for 2020. Note that these are not individual tax recommendations. That is his disclaimer, and he will say that again. And then we shift into 2021, how to set yourself up for success from a business finances perspective in the new year, how your lifestyle affects your business decisions. And among other things, we also talk about how to evaluate the ROI of your business expenses, whether you already have them or you're considering 
making an investment in something, whether it's a tool, whether it's a coaching program, whether it's a new hire, whatever it is. We talk about how to evaluate that ROI, whether time or money. There's a hint right there. And I want you to pay close attention, well, I mean, to the whole thing, right? But I want you to pay particular attention to the conversation around setting your financial goals, right? Because everyone says like, oh, I want a seven-figure business or I want a whatever, right? But it really starts with what do you want your lifestyle to look like for you and your family? And then how much money is needed to support that? And you use that to work backwards to figure out, well, this is how much revenue that I need to make in my business in order to accomplish that. Because when we start chasing other people's businesses, the idea of other people's businesses for our own, that's when we get into trouble. And so we're going to talk about that here today. Okay. So without further ado, let's dive right into it with Mel Abraham. Mel Abraham, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. It's so good to be here, buddy. Uh, thanks for asking me back. How the heck are you? You know, what's, going on? what's going on in your world on December? What day is it? What day is it right now? December nine. Yeah, nine nine nine. So, um, what's going on in your world? Man, it has been a crazy, crazy journey. Uh, obviously, the the last year, year and a half for me. But, but the reality is that uh, everything's bright. Everything's everything's good. Um, three weeks ago, got the all clear on uh, on the health front. Yeah, uh, best news know. ever. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I was released and they said, uh, all right, go serve, go make a difference, go do the things that you want to do. And I, I just feel completely just lighter. And yeah. so that's, that's really it, you know? And then uh, the, the good news is that Stephanie and I love hanging out with each other. Uh, as we, we, by this time, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be somewhere hanging from a tree. If you, if that were not the case, you'd be in trouble right now. <laughs> like so many of us. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think, you know, reality is that, that I look at things with, I know silo and you know, being in isolation has affected people, but man, finding the things that are, that you're grateful for, understanding how to make what you have in your life mean something, the people that you're surrounding yourself with and the experiences you can create has been huge for me. Yeah. It really is about those, about those little things. And I've really been going through that myself lately a lot just focusing on those smaller things of appreciation, not to get all, you know, whatever unicorn and rainbows, but really that's really, you know, just doing that. And it's, and it's been super, super helpful. And so speaking of things to be thankful for, <laughs> I want to talk about, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if it's a weird, weird way to go into what we're going to be talking about here, but I wanted to bring you on because you are my go-to in addition to want to be one of my very closest friends. You're my go-to for all things financial. And, you know, you've been on the podcast before we've talked about some things, but I thought here at the end of the year, especially a year like 2020 that we've had, I thought it'd be a good idea to chat about, you know, planning on the financial side from the financial side, uh, from the online business perspective for online business owners. And when they're looking at their finances and stuff like that, what types of things to be thinking about for setting themselves up for success in 2021. Now, I want to get to that, but I also think that when this episode is airing, we still have a little bit of time before the end of the year. So what are some things that online entrepreneurs, experts, course creators, et cetera, can be thinking about from a financial perspective to finish out the year to maximize their money in their business or, or profit, I think is a better way to ask that question. In a few words, make an offer. <laughs> I mean, you know, by the time this comes out, you'll still have a little bit of time to make an offer. Here's, here's the thing. Sometimes we're, we're reluctant to sell. We're reluctant to do a, a campaign or promotion. And yet I think that these times, if we make an offer from the place of service, from the place of making a difference, the place of bettering people's lives, they give us perfect excuses for us to, to make offers. You know, this is going to be coming out somewhat before the holidays. Mm -hmm. So you've got the Christmas holiday to be able to make make an offer for purposes of of uh, maybe gifting or other other things. You've got New Year's, which is another. I mean, these are these are built in calendar deadlines that are implicit in just our journey right now that give you an opportunity to to make an offer. So I think the first thing to do is if we're trying to maximize, if we're trying to do some things is look at 
your audience, look at your community and, and ask yourself, what do you think they need going into 2021 that you can give them or make an offer to them that you can bundle, not something that you need to go create, but something that maybe you already have that you can bundle together and make an offer to them. That And it doesn't have to be high price. Like, you know, I just did a, a, a $97 campaign promo um, that is going to do five figures in a week just yeah. by sending a handful of emails out and creating a, a campaign journey for people. And I get to serve people. And literally I got on and just did a a masterclass for everyone. It was, there was nothing to sell on the masterclass. They were sold before it. And I just said, look, just relax. I'm not going to sell. This is all about you. And let's, let's now make it, let's make some, some moves for 2021. And yeah. So that was a paid workshop that you did, right? It was paid. Yeah. 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 And this is something, so I, I recently did a bonus training for my offer to optimize students. And it was how to make an extra $300 a month in your business. And it's, it's, it's very exactly what we're talking about here. You don't necessarily have to go and create something brand new. It's how can you repackage or repurpose something that you already have in your business, you know? And like one of the ideas I, I gave to them was like, what kind of templates are you using in your business? Like something as yeah. simple as can you, like you, we, everybody loves a pre-done template. Everybody loves a, you know, whatever, a, a pre-made process or a pre-made system, whatever that is. Like, those are things that people will purchase, yeah. right? And yeah, those things absolutely. add up if you if you start selling those, and it creates momentum. There's a couple of things that I think it creates momentum. The other thing is it keeps them in the journey, and I, I don't mean this in I mean this in in the most caring, compassionate way, not in a manipulative way. It keeps them in the indoctrination of swiping a credit card. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't see that as because as we talked about before, and I talk about a lot here in the podcast is that, you know, selling is serving. Yep. If when they actually do swipe their credit card, quote unquote, when they do give you their credit card information, they're taking that much more seriously than if it were free. Yes. And our job is to our, what we want to be doing is actually helping people with some sort of transformation, whatever that is in our, in our business. And the way that we do that, sure. is through our free content, but also, even more importantly, through when they are actually taking out their credit card and paying, because that's when they go through and implement and actually take it seriously, where they're going to see the transformation. If we if we had the stats, I don't know if it exists, but if we had the stats and looked at the percentage of people that implemented off of free content uh, versus the percentage of people that implemented off of paid content, I, I would guess that there's a huge, huge gap there. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. What about um, end of the year tax planning? So for, 20, <laughs> for 2020, and you are a CPA, so you can. I am, I, I am a CPA, <laughs> um, and uh, and this is not this is not individual tax advice. There's my CYA yes, there's because the, yes. each circumstance is different. But there's some things to look at for, and we're running out of time. Sure. But you know, one of the things that we can look at is one: we're in a really weird situation because of the election. And what I mean by that is this, is that uh, depending what happens with the Senate on January 5th will determine how much of a tax change that we might anticipate in 2021 and, and beyond. My belief is that no matter what happens, taxes are going up. And I know I've, I've had some people say, well, I'm not making, you know, I've looked at the at Biden's plan and I'm not making over $400,000. It's not going to affect me. Trust me, every single person out there will be impacted with a tax increase. Uh, and what I mean by that is this, is that you don't need to make 400000 because if they raise the tax rate on businesses, where do you think that's going to go? It's, it's going to get passed through at some point in prices or in some way. Bottom line is that a tax increase affects everyone. And I'm not making a statement bad or good, but mm -hmm. the reason I made that statement is this, is that typically at the end of the year, what we try to do is accelerate our deductions and take as many deductions as we possibly can. And if we have the ability to postpone bringing in income, we, we, we push it off because the expectation is that I, I'd rather pay the tax later than now. But there is a possibility that if we pay the tax later, we're paying at a higher tax rate. Mm, yep. But 
with that as, as the groundwork, I still think that what we can do is look at deductions that we could take this year. Have you opened up an IRA or a SEP where you can start to put some, some money uh, away as a tax deduction? The, you could do another, uh, a Roth type of account where there is no tax deduction. Just, uh, it just depends on, on, on your situation. So the one thing that I would do is start to look at that. Have I, do I have an IRA? Do I have a SEP? Do I have something that I can start putting away for my future? And if you don't, I do think that this is something for tax deduction reasons, you can use it, but also for your future. We need to create a financial machine that's going to take care of you in the future. And the way to do that is systematic, persistent contributions to a future fund on an ongoing basis and not not delaying it because then the more time we put in 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 the game the more time does all the heavy lifting for us so that's one thing the the other thing that i would i would look at is are there things that you anticipate you're going to buy in january or maybe february for your business things like maybe i i, I need to get a new computer uh, i'm going to get a new camera is it possible to, for you to look at it and do do it this year and take the deduction this year? Accelerate the purchase of it. And you can do a couple of things because one, you're going to have the after Christmas sales that are going to be going on. And when you have the after Christmas sales, you may be able to get a better price than waiting until January or February. And you're getting the deduction today. The key is that you can put it on a credit card as long as it's on a credit card by December 31st. It, it's typically deductible, even if you haven't paid the credit card statement. You can do that type of thing is, is advance, bring forward some of, your, some of your expenses that you might be putting into January or February. Now, you can't go out and say, well, I'm going to pay my rent for a year in advance because yeah. that's, that's too aggressive and they're not going to, the IRS is not going to allow that. Yeah. Anything else they should be thinking about? Like I, I somebody had posted in our accelerator group the other day, like any courses they were they were asking for course recommendations just across the board for tax purposes. Like, hey, let me I want to get in on these things now. Anything else? Just like, is there ever a situation where, and again, just steer me differently if you can't answer this question directly. Is there any situation where somebody might not want to do that? You know, try to get more business expenses before the end of the year. Yeah, so so that's so if you if we think that the you're going to be in a, a much higher tax bracket next year, mm. then we want to you know we 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 don't want to sell it. We want we want the deductions in the year where the where the taxes are the highest. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So we might delay those deductions oh. uh, to do it. Now, some deductions like the IRA and all that stuff they they have to be in that tax year anyways. You can mm -hmm. fund the IRA in 2021. You just got to mm -hmm. have the account opened and all that stuff and. And get it thought about type of thing. Some some plans you need to have them open by the end of the year. Okay, but not not all of them. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, well, speaking of 2021, you know, let's kind of move into what are the things that we need to be thinking about from a business finance perspective in the new year, setting ourselves up for most most financial success possible. And I'm not necessarily talking about launching or whatever, but you know, more on the on the on the dollars. Here's a couple of things that I think I think we we all we all ought to be doing this on a regular basis, anyways, and and that is the this idea of understanding where my money's going. See, too often we we as entrepreneurs in the online space, a lot of times we judge our uh, how well we're doing by just looking at our bank account balance. Okay, a big mistake. So what I would tell you to do is. My guess is during this time, you'll have a little bit of downtime where you're either with or without family, however you do it. One is get your bank statements out for the year, get your credit card statements out for a year and start to look at them and start to mark them up and figure out what costs in there are wants and what costs in there are needs. The needs are the things that are for survival. The needs are the things that, that keep the roof over the head, keep you fed, keep you clothed, keep you protected, and, and keep you safe, keep you healthy. Coffee. The uh, coffee. Yeah. Coffee, coffee uh, in Rick's world is a need. It's a requirement. And it keeps everyone around Rick really safe absolutely. because Rick without coffee yes. is not a fun Rick. Yes. <laughs> you got that right. Yes. <laughs> so check that box. Good. Yeah. <laughs> 
So what you want to do is be able to look at that and start asking yourself in the wants column, do I really want anyone? Do I need to spend the money? There's probably subscriptions. There's probably, you know, here's, here's what we know. There's a reason. This is not the, the real reason they made credit cards, but this is why credit cards work so, so, so well. And in today's world, it's even elevated even more. The reason that people overspend when they use credit cards is because the swiping of the plastic or the chip takes away the buying friction of your decision. And so it's vastly different if if I need to, if I'm going to just swipe a credit card or scan it on my phone or it's stored in Amazon. So I just hit order and it just keeps coming in and there's a box or two every day coming in. And we just have things on auto ship and all of that stuff because it's convenient, but it's also removes the buying decision friction. And when we move buying decision friction, we overspend. And so when we look at the credit card statements and the bank statements, you want to look at those things that are on auto ship. Those things are on auto subscribe. Those things that, that are coming in and start marking them and saying, do I really need that? Am I using it? And it's not, the question is, am I using it? The question isn't, am I going to use it one time in the future? Because it just doesn't make sense. Here's why this is important. If you were able to, to, to capture 200 bucks extra a month and just take that $200 a month in additional profit and put it in an investment account every month and it just automatically goes into an investment account invested at 8%, over 30 years, that $200 that you just saved that you weren't spending, that you weren't using and everything turns into over $300,000. Mm. You could be going through all of your stuff and you might find 150, 200, 250, $300. Okay. And if that money, if you can take that money and pop it into an investment account over time, you can build up a nest egg of, of well into the six figures. And, and if you push it up, say 1500 bucks a month, you could be at $2 million in three years. Yeah. You said you just, before we came on, you made a comment how you taught some of your, your high level group about what, you know, what you can do to make $300 more a month. Can you imagine what they would do if they just took that 300 a month and put it away into an investment account over time? You literally, you literally just gave them half a million dollars. That to me is one of the most important things that we can do on a regular basis is just examine our living. Now let's get clear. I'm not, and, and Rick knows me, I'm not one that sits there and goes, I'm not living a meager lifestyle. I am not one that's sitting back saying, no, 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 you, you eat ramen and mac, mac and cheese and, and all that. I'm, I don't, I, that's not the way I live. And so what I am saying is that the way I want you to live is to be fully aware, fully conscious, and fully intentional of every financial choice you make. And if you understand that the choice to spend 200 bucks a month is a choice to not have 300,000 in 30 years, and you make that choice consciously aware and intentional, I'm cool with it. You just did it informed. Yeah, I love that. And I, I was thinking about, as you were talking about pulling out your credit card statements, your bank statements and stuff like that and, and marking things up. Now, you and I had a conversation a few months ago where we were talking about, and this is something I talk all, about, all the time about, is everybody wants a seven-figure business. And, you know, and, and whenever that comes up, the question for me to them is why, like, why is, where's that number coming from? Because what I'm, the reason I'm asking that question is I want to make sure that they're not building somebody else's business. Like why, where are they getting that number? Because that number, especially in the online business world is like the golden number, right? And I'm using air quotes right now. And I'm saying this a little bit sarcastically because I was there. Like I, that I thought the same thing. I was like, I've made it when I've made seven figures. And then when that happened four years in, I was like, all right, awesome. Now what? Right. And not to like degrade anything of the accomplishment because it was amazing. And I'm super, super happy about it and grateful and proud of myself for doing that. However, it was like, all right, well now, now what? Right. And so the conversation that you and I had a few months ago was creating the business that you want, meaning everybody listening right now, creating the business that you want. And so where this, where this thought's coming from when Mel was talking about, 
pulling out your bank statements and credit cards. So like, like, what do you need to live on? Like, or what do you want your income to be? I should say is a better way to say that. What kind of lifestyle do you want to live for you and your family or whatever your situation is? And like back that, use that number to back out the revenue that you want to make in your business. Because maybe it's not a million dollars that you need to make. Maybe it's $100,000 or $200,000 or whatever. This, I'm going to let you take over there. This is a huge point. Um, and, I, and I love chatting, uh, talking about this and, and, and I do, do it a lot. Is this idea of figuring out your lifestyle. Uh, what, what is that? What does that look like? And the challenge is that in order to figure out the right lifestyle, you got to put kind of blinders on. You got to stop looking at social media. You got to stop looking at at what the marketing media is doing in their commercials and and you know that fast and beautiful sports car, what it's going to give you, and 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 all of that stuff. And you got to stop looking at your neighbor, and you got to stop looking around. You got to start looking inside. You got to start looking in the mirror, and you got to start asking yourself, "What do I want my life to be like?" And if that happens to be the yacht in Monaco or the tent in Montana, which is where Rick would be. Um, <laughs> then that's what matters. What matters most is the lifestyle you're creating is your lifestyle by your design, by your hand, by your vision. Now, I will caveat that. And that is this, is that if you're in a committed relationship, if you're in a marriage, then it's not just your lifestyle. It's your spouse's lifestyle, your significant other's lifestyle. And, and as much as typically in in the household, one person is more focused on the money than the other. One of the first steps that I tell all my clients to do is, is that I want you to have a money conversation with your spouse. I want to bring them into the conversation. Just, you know, Stephanie doesn't care about the money. She doesn't, she doesn't even want to know about it, but she gets involved with it because she knows that it's important. Uh, And we'll talk about why, uh, why there's some reasons for that too. But it's important to me that she understands what's going on and that we're on the same page. Because if I have one that a person that is in, in a relationship, that's a, a heavy spender and one that's a heavy saver, there's conflict in there. And money is one of the biggest things that cause a cl- conflict in relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's your lifestyle, but it is your lifestyle with your spouse if if you have one and and if you're not and you're going to have one, I, I would say you, you have these money conversations, you have transparent conversations and you do it on a regular basis to make that make that happen. And now going back to that, there, there's a couple of things that I, I see entrepreneurs, especially like in the online influencer wisdom space do that they first say that I've seen it where they go, look, I, I just want to be a, a number one bestselling author, a New York Times bestselling author. That's it. Then I made it. Uh, you know what? I've got a number one bestselling book, Barnes and Noble, you know, USA Today. You know, we hit the charts. We sold 16,000 in two weeks. You know, does, you know, you're right. You kind of go, great. So what? And you know what's more important to me? 16,000 books in two weeks we're still selling today and, and all of that stuff is, is not the fact that I can put number one national bestseller on the cover. It's the fact that I know that I changed 16,000 souls. And when we get down to the why, when we start to understand what it is that drives us, when our why becomes more important than what the opinion of what others around us see and look at us or judge us for, then you'll make the right decisions in your business and in your life. Because quite frankly, I don't care what other people say in the sense of, oh, I can't believe he's just driving that. Well, you know, or what have you, mm-hmm. or or how you you choose to live. As long as it's moral, legal, and and not hurting anyone, you if you want to be in flip-flops and, and jeans and t-shirts all day long, uh, who cares? Live yeah. your life. Yeah. Uh, but we tend to get caught up with what other people's expectations are, society's expectations. You know, I, I taught, um, I, used, I was an adjunct professor at the University of San Diego Law School for a year. And the very last day of the, the, the year, now these people are these, are, these were students that they got their degree, they're coming and getting an LLM, LLM in tax. I'm teaching about valuation and entrepreneurship. And so they've had a lot of education. And in most cases, they got a lot of debt, <laughs> student mm-hmm. loans. Yeah. 
and I sat down with them in that, that last day, you know, uh, we, we brought in pizza and, uh, and beverages, let's just say. And so we had a conversation and I said to them, I said, at some point in your life, you might find yourself in a place where you say, I'm miserable doing what I'm doing. I don't like it. Now, I'm not talking about you have a bad day and it was a rough day because that's going to happen in any business, but that, that you dread getting up every single day, that it's wearing on you, that's stressing you out, that you, you're, you're sleepless, you're arguing with your spouse, you're kicking the dog, you're fighting with the kids, whatever it is that you see that there's a permanence to it. I said, that's when you need to leave. That's when you need to get out. And I know that you spent a lot of money on education. I'm telling you to get out now. But but the bottom line is, what's your why? You know, and it seems really flippant. Everyone talks about it. But here's what I do know. Money is a result. It's not a purpose. Figure out your purpose and let money be the result of that purpose. And, and that's that's really where I would play that. And the same thing with the revenues. Now, revenue is a, uh, it's a vanity metric that doesn't really matter. And what really matters is what you keep, what you take home and what it what it gives to you, the causes that you want to back and everything else in between. Because, because if it's not giving you the lifestyle you want, then who cares that it's a yeah. million dollars or $2 million or even a hundred thousand. Hey, my friend, wanted to jump in here really quick and invite you into my new optimized CEO Facebook group, community. This is a free Facebook group community. This is exclusively for online course creators. Maybe you have a membership program or you're an online coach and you have a coaching program and you want to optimize your business towards six or seven figures. If that's you, you need to be in the optimized CEO Facebook group community. We do trainings in there. I'm in there answering questions and it's just an amazing community of people helping each other just like you. So if you want to join, rickmulready.com forward slash group rickmulready.com forward slash group join us inside the optimized ceo facebook group community all right let's get back to the show so let's just say that somebody says you know what i want ten thousand dollars like ten thousand dollars a month for the lifestyle that my family and i want to to live so that's one hundred twenty thousand dollars. but to your point that's not one hundred twenty thousand dollars in revenue, that's 120,000 take home, like to, yeah. to, to live on. So talk about that and really thinking through that aspect. And cause then I want to move into like how to, cause everyone always asks like, what's a good profit margin? What's a quote unquote good yeah. profit margin, you know? And, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on that, but thinking about your business from that perspective and, you know, if somebody wants to make a million dollars, that's their goal because, that's their goal and that's what's most important. That's awesome. Like, like that was my goal. Yeah. Right. But I think again, going back to chasing the right, having the right goal for your why and for your purpose, you know, that's what's most important. So if that's the case of like, I want to make, you know, I need to make five thousand dollars for my family lifestyle or ten thousand or twenty thousand or fifty thousand, whatever it is, it allows you to back out and say, oh, okay then I need to be shooting for my revenue number is whatever, $250,000 or whatever. Yeah. Can you kind of talk through that? Yeah. So especially in the online space, in the, in the online space, we're in a high margin business unless you're going to have a big team. Your margins should be typically from somewhere between 40% and 80% mm-hmm. is, yeah. is, is typical. Is, I mean, that's a big range, but it just depends on how you run your business. Obviously, I run lean, you run lean, and our margins can be can be really high. So depending on that margin, but let's just let's just assume 50% because because it makes the math easy for my old brain. Sure. But, but if I wanted $120,000 to take home. Okay, now this is this is important to 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 think about. When I say take home, that means that after I've paid uh, the government their taxes. So let's assume that there's a tax rate. Now I'm going to do math in my head kind of, but uh, at $120,000, if we assume that I have a 30% tax rate that I got to pay, that's about $170,000 before tax. If I have a 50% margin, gross profit or, or profit margin, 
That means that what I really need to generate is $340,000. $340,000 is what's going to start to drive, I think it's 340,000 less 50% gives me 170. And then the 170 less the taxes gives me the 120. Yep. Okay. So you don't necessarily need to, to, to push beyond that. But I will say this, is that we always want to plan in a margin for of safety or a margin for error or a margin for volatility. And so if that was my client, I'd sit, I would say, look, there's a couple of things I'd love to do. Yeah, minimum $340,000, $350,000. Here's what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to plan for half a million. Let's make a plan to achieve half a million dollars. If we hit the half a million and we still hit the 50%, we've got additional funds that we can go and put away and do some other things with to make sure that you give you that cushion. I'd rather plan for a bit more and undershoot it just a little bit. It, it is, you know, I, I kind of use the analogy of when I had the, the martial arts studio, I had a martial arts studio for 11 years. And when we would teach the board breaks, and I did a lot of board breaking, everything from, from one board to five boards and, and, and even a, a brick. And so one of the keys behind a board break is that you don't hit the board. You hit beyond the board. Mm, yep. And when we turn around and we say, all I need is $10,000 a month, and that's all I'm going to go for, there's no margin of error. And in all likelihood, just like the board, if I try to hit the board and not through the board, I won't break the board. In all likelihood, you're going to undershoot it. So I'd rather us aim a little further, be a little more conservative and hit it and know that I've got a little more cushion than not hit it and try to and get stressed out. So what I love about that is the simplicity in it, meaning I don't mean it's simple to make that money. I'm just saying it's the simplicity of the math. Like yeah. if, all right, if this is our, we just, this is a hypothetical situation that we're talking about, but if it's, if it's half a million dollars that we need to hit in order to achieve these things that we want, then, okay, we just put a plan in place in order to do that. And again, I'm not trying to oversimplify it like, oh, just put a plan in place and do it. But really it just comes down to, and for everybody listening right now, you guys know that I'm, I'm all about the numbers and math, right? Like you just back out from whatever your goal is. Yeah. That's what we're doing here. So yeah, we're re reverse engineering it. <clears throat> Yeah. So going back to the maximizing profit in your business, you know, you mentioned like say 50%, 40 to 80% somewhere in that ballpark. And I'm so, I'm so glad you, that we're talking about this because you're right. The, the revenue number is just a, it's a van, it's an ego number. It's a, it's a vanity metric that people throw out. That's not the take home. Right. And the other thing I love is like when someone throws out like multi-million dollar launch, which is amazing right? It's amazing. Yeah. But, you know, 70% of that revenue was affiliate revenue for just as an example, right? And that's not even the other expenses that are involved with it, you know? And so we have to be careful what we're, you know, because oftentimes what we do is we, we hear these numbers and we can start comparing ourselves to other people. And then when we're not doing whatever that person's doing, we're like, oh, I'm a failure or I'm yeah. not as good, like, which is crap. Right. And so, how can we be maximizing our profit? I'm going to ask you that first question. And the second question, well, actually, let's focus on that one first, because the next one will be, I, want to, I, I do want to talk about for a couple of minutes. So how can we maximize our, our, our profit? Like, what are the things that we can be? Well, you know what? No, it, 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 <laughs> I'm talking through this right now. The question <laughs> I was going to ask directly relates to this, right? One of the biggest questions that comes up for people is, how do I know if I should be spending money on X, on this new hire, on hiring a copywriter, or should I, bring, should I buy this new tool or what have you? And I think that this is, it's such a great thing because like, this is something that I've gone through over the past couple of years, really looking at what is the ROI on you know, whatever expense that I'm looking at in the business, for example. How do you recommend that people be looking at these things? Because this is a perfect way to be maximizing both profit and revenue. Yeah, so here's the way to, to for me, the way to look at one is, is and you mentioned the ROI, that there are those expenses that if I'm going to, if I'm gonna make a, a, a purchase, the question again comes back to why? What is, it to, what is it going to give me in return? There's only a couple things. It's gonna give me additional cash, because for instance, like um, 
you know, uh, Facebook ads should be returning some sort of multiple off of the ad spend. Otherwise, we, we got to do something different. So I know that I can spend on that as long as I have a funnel and conversions that work and, and we've got that. that. That's one kind of purchase. But there might be another kind of purchase. Why would I purchase another camera? Okay. Why would I purchase more technology? So that may not give, I may not be able to directly tie it to revenues or profits. But if I can directly tie it and understand what it gives me back in time, in efficiency or effort, then we may make a conscious choice to make that investment. As long as you can make that decision and evaluation objectively and not rationalize it, you know, oh, well, it's the new iPhone that just came out and then the 12 Pro, that's the size of a billboard and I got to have the newest thing. Well, when your emotions get involved in your financial or business decisions, your intellect goes down and typically it doesn't go well for you. So yeah. if you find yourself with this, with a, a little bit of envy that's causing the purchase, then it's probably not a purchase you need. If you're looking at the person that 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 is next to you and saying, "Well, they have it in their business, therefore I need it in our business," Mm-mm. yeah, you know, I don't have a big team. I got plenty of friends that have big teams. I don't want a big team. I had a team of of twenty nine at one point in time. Don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there, but yeah. done that. So, what I think we need to do is is one look at the ROI. Does it increase our profits? Does it increase our cash flow? Two. Does it give me my time back or efficiency back? And and here's where that comes in is, for instance, I was creating my own sales page and I was sitting on the couch and I'm doing the sales page. And, you know, I thought I did a pretty good job. (laughs) Are you talking about recently? I know where you're going with this. (laughs) Yeah, I am. (laughs) And then I handed it over to someone else. And uh, yeah, I didn't do a really good job. (laughs) What a jerk that guy was. So guys, real quick, Mel Mel sends over a sales page for uh, for his new program, and I just I offered some. It was really good, and I knew Mel was great. myself, and I had some constructive feedback for him, just as far as like how things were laid out or whatever. And I just said, "Dude, why are you doing this yourself? Just have somebody do this for you who knows like this is their thing." So this is the example. Yeah, spatial right design is not my thing. Yeah, but my point is is that. I took probably two and a half days of my time doing all of that and, and tinkering and, and all that. And this person that did it, uh, redid it, and it's still in the works, but, but it's, it's the majority of the way there, I think did it in like hours. Yeah. Because they're equipped. Now, did it cost me? Yeah, it cost me. But I'd have gotten two and a half days of my time back. What the heck was I thinking? And you look at how could you have spent... You know, this goes down to the whole conversation of like valuing your hourly, like what are you worth per hour in from a business perspective, obviously, like how could you have spent that two and a half days? You could have spent it, whatever, doing a webinar and creating revenue. You could have like, like relaxing and self-care or, you know, or, or whatever, like something that could have given you a a much bigger ROI than, you know, the sales page is, this is directly ROI related. However, when we're not an expert in something like that, just get somebody to help you. The that. fact is, is I needed to be involved in the the copy and messaging part and right. the rest, yep. I should have handed it off. Yeah. yeah. And so these are, I mean, these are things that we all do, right? And another example of what you just, a very tangible example that for me personally, that that you and I talked about, I mean, at this point now, it's probably four months-ish ago, was my iPad, purchasing my iPad. And like, talk about really wanting something really bad, but I was just like, do I really need this? We, we talked about it more than once. Just uh, We talked yeah. about it for about six months, to be honest. And then finally he's, you know, Mel is like, like a, was like a broken record in telling me the value of what I could do with it and the types of things that I could do from a training perspective and all this other stuff. And so I finally... Did it, you know, again, going through the exact decision making that Mel was just was just sharing. And finally, I was like, you know what, I can afford to do this. Like, why am I not doing it? So I, I got the iPad and 
I was just like, why didn't I, why haven't I, why didn't I do this way before? And, you know, the, the, the live mini series training that I did last month in November, teaching the optimized launch method over that entire week, all of my trainings revolved around me being on camera, switching to screen, uh, switching to slides, and then drawing on my iPad and writing things out. And people were like loving the fact that I was switching so much and drawing on the iPad and showing things visually and all this other stuff. And it was like sort of that. And that's all. It's actually how I'm teaching now in Offer to Optimize and in Accelerator is I'm, I'm, teach, I'm drawing on the iPad and people just love it. And so that's another example of like, you know, whatever it was, 1500 bucks or something like that. And it was just like, you know, the ROI on that is not directly related to revenue per se, but I will tell you that it's a positioning thing. It's an authority thing and people love the training experience and the learning experience. So for me, I mean, paid for many, many, many times over. And it will keep doing it. Here's, here's the, I mean, I've been doing that for, I mean, you know me, I've been doing it for a long time, but here's, here's the the thing that I think is important. If you're going to make a purchase like that, and you are either rationalizing or saying, here's how I'm going to use it. It is absolutely on you to make that happen. If, yeah. if you rationalize and say, I'm going to get this because it's going to make my life easier and I'm going to, I'm going to use it in my training, then you better use it in your training. Otherwise, it's a waste of money. Yep. And so there's a lot of, lot of those types of purchases that we'll do. Like, you know, do you need, you know, I got so much technology, it's coming out of my ears. You know, do I need it? Now, some of it, I tested, I didn't like it, and it just doesn't work. But I use a, a fair amount of technology, especially in this, in this digital world that we're living in right now. But all of it I'm using. So, I, you know, I look at the purchases and I go, no, these were good purchases. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it changes the experience for me, but more importantly, it changes the experience for, the, for, for my customers, for my clients, for my audience. And it allows me to just come in, sit down, and go to work. Yeah. Coming from a guy who's got three iPads. <laughs> I didn't mention I wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> um, dude, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Um, oh my God. This is super, this was amazing. Super, and always fun. This is super helpful information for uh, not only myself, because I've been taking notes over here, but for everybody listening, um, things to be thinking about for wrapping up 2020 from a, you know, business expense and lowering uh, taxable income and profit or increasing profit. And then also how to be looking at that and really how to be looking at business revenue overall in not just 2021, but period in your business. So I want you have a calculator. I want to make sure that people can connect with you. Tell me about the calculator. Share, share what people can do and what they're going to get from this calculator. One of the biggest things that can erode your wealth or your lifestyle is debt. Now, I'm not one that says debt is the devil and all debt should be should be uh, abolished. Okay, I, I am I am one that believes over time I want you completely out of debt because without having that debt burden over your head, you will be breathing a whole lot easier. But there is productive debt, things like Facebook ads going on a credit card, knowing you're going to get an ROI, um, where it's debt that's going to give you more cash flow or more net worth over time. But there's destructive debt. That's buying your lifestyle. That's spending your future so you can have a lifestyle today to show it off to the people that you're trying to show off to or keep up with. We don't do that. So we want to get you out of debt, out of consumer debt, the bad debt as as quickly as possible. And some people will talk about the snowball method and the avalanche method. There's a lot of different ways to do it. But the key is to be systematic and consistent with it. I've got a calculator that is, it's an Excel-based calculator that, that you'll be able to download and you can put all your debt in there and you can decide how do I want to do it, you know, and it explains it in there, snowball method or, or avalanche method. It'll schedule out the payments. It'll show you what your total interest is. It'll tell you when you get out of debt. It'll help you get yourself on a program to get out of debt. Here's though, not all debt is the devil. There is one character, well, two characteristics that exist with debt, uh, no matter what kind it is. All debt costs, it's called interest. And all debt creates stress, mm. stress on the business, stress on your personally, stress on your finances. So at some point, we want to be able to get ourselves out of debt as much as possible. And this debt, uh, the debt breakthrough calculator will help you do that and get it scheduled out so you can, you can nice. make that happen. Where can they get that? 
Oh, I guess that would help. Uh, go to <laughs> melabraham.com forward slash N-G-E, Nancy Golf Edward. And so melabraham.com forward slash N-G-E. And you'll you'll be able to get the download that that tool. Awesome. Y'all, I'll link that uh, link, Mel's link up in the show notes for today's episode. Where can they also connect with you, your website, you got the podcast coming out, all that good stuff. Yeah, my, my main website's melabraham.com. They can get me on, on Instagram. Love to hear from you, melabraham9. Uh, I have a Facebook group specifically for the financial stuff and, and building affluent entrepreneurs called, the, uh, called uh, Affluent Entrepreneurs. And if you look that up on Facebook, uh, Facebook, I can get the link to you and everything. But I'd love to hear from you. Here's, here's the deal. I, I, want, I want you all to find not financial freedom. I want you to find financial liberation. I want you to be completely free to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, with who you want to do it with, and to feel liberated, not just financially with the comments in the banking account, but spiritually, emotionally, and physically to be able to just say, I'm good for today and have that peace of mind. That's the chapter. That's the journey. That's that's my uh, my calling right now. Boom. Drop the mic. Good place to stop. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you, my man. Hey, man, thanks for having me on again, buddy. Hey, if you're an online course creator or maybe you have a membership program or maybe you're an online coach and you have a coaching program and you want to optimize your business to six or seven figures, then you've got to join us inside my free Optimize CEO Facebook group community. So much fun in there. Uh, I do trainings in there. My team is in there answering questions. Just an amazing, supportive helpful, authentic community. If I'm describing you, then you got to join us inside the group. Go to rickmulready.com forward slash group, and you can join us right there inside the free Facebook group community, the Optimize CEO community. Look forward to seeing you in there. As always, thank you so much for tuning in today. Super appreciate you doing that. Stay well, my friend, and I'll see you right back here for the next episode of the Art of Online Business podcast. Happy holidays, my friend. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook ad manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.